0: this is episode number 91 with Barney and Kata Miller. Welcome to the Melissa Ambrosini Show. I'm your host, Melissa, best-selling author of Mastering Your Mean Girl and Open Wide. And I'm here to remind you that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word. Each week, I'll be getting up close and personal with leaders from around the globe, as well as your weekly dose of motivation so that you can create epic change in your own life and become the best version of yourself possible. Are you ready, beautiful? beautiful. Keita is a singer-songwriter and her sound has been described as a mixture of R&B, soul and folk mixed with electronic. And in 2009, she made the move to California with her long-term boyfriend Barney, who was learning to walk again at a spinal rehabilitation program called Project Walk. Inspired by his progress and determination, Kata signed with an LA label and her debut album, The Unknown, was released in 2014. After five years with her record label, Kade is now set to release new music this April independently. And for Barney, back in 1999, at age 20, he was a promising surfer. But he was then involved in a car accident where he was airlifted to hospital and pronounced dead on arrival. After a massive fight, Barney survived the ordeal only to be told he was a quadriplegic and would never walk Again, his relentless struggle to regain mobility was the subject of his hit 2016 documentary, You and Me. Now, I first met this inspiring couple when Kata reached out to me on Instagram to share their documentary with me. From there they came to the open wide tour that I did with Nick and we have been friends ever since. Their love, their story, their authenticity is so inspiring and I cannot wait for you guys to dive into today's episode. In today's episode we chat about their love story and how they got to where they are today, their personal dark night of the soul stories and how they moved through that adversity, the power of having a purpose bigger than yourself, the key to being in a relationship, how they move through the darkest periods of their life, why gratitude is key for moving through adversity, the power of manifestation, how they manifest, and what they have manifested in their life, the power of the mind, their top relationship tips for a thriving partnership, how they work on themselves to fill themselves up each day, plus, so much more. And for everything that we mention in today's episode, you can check out in the show notes. And that is at melissaambrosini.com forward slash 85. And before we dive into today's episode, I want to read out the review of the week from Ellie Kennedy. And she says, she is completely addicted to the show. I have gained so much knowledge inspiration, and insight from listening to the podcast. The depth of information and array of people who share their stories and skills blows me away. I am so grateful for you, Mel. Thank you so much, beautiful Ellie, for that gorgeous review. And don't forget to leave a review for your chance to be read out next week. Now, without further ado, let's bring on this super inspiring power couple, Barney and Kata Miller. Guys, I am so excited for this conversation today. I'm so honored that you're both here. But, and you guys are going to know this first question because you are listeners of the show. Before we dive in, what did you guys have for breakfast this morning? We've been prepping for this. (laughs) Yeah, we
1: have. This is the one question we've always wanted to be asked.
2: (laughs) Well, today we had a chia pudding. Um, we're actually in Sydney at the moment because I went to Ed Sheeran last night, so we're at the hotel. So there wasn't much option, but luckily they had a good Sally Fitzgibbon-inspired <laughs> menu. So, um, yeah, to your pudding it was yeah, today.
1: coconut yogurt, it was, uh, fresh fruit, tea seeds. Um, yeah, it was amazing.
2: Bunny's missing his usual cacao butter bulletproof coffee, yeah, but yeah. we'll get one later.
1: i have to wait. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It'll be worth it later. You'll be like, yes. Yeah, I know.
1: it tastes so much better.
0: <laughs> well, guys, like I said, I'm so excited to have you here. And individually, you both have such incredible stories. I'm I'm trying to search for the word, you know, incredible doesn't even do it justice. What you have both been through individually and as a couple is mind-blowing. And I would love to hear a bit about each of your individual stories, but also how you guys came together. Like, I love a good love story. So can you guys take us back to what was going on for you individually when you both came together?
1: When we first came together, it would have been seven years post-accident, I think. And uh, I had a car accident where I was a passenger and I broke my C6 vertebrae, which totally paralyzed my body. And yeah, it has put me in a wheelchair. So once we met, I think it was a time where I was in a sort of a dark drinking, just party. I don't know. I, I think I'd sort of given up a bit on my whole dream of walking again. And well, it was at the back of my mind. I don't think I'd given up, but I think I'd yeah, it was at a point where I was like, I'm just enjoying this drinking and I was looking forward to each weekend to to get into a Jägermeister. And um, so, yeah, so I, from where I was, I was in that, that point where just, yeah, was just going down a bit of a spiral and and then uh, I found a ray of sunlight um, at the Sawtell Hotel. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so you go.
2: Um, yeah, and then... Pretty similar in, um, I was kind of a bit of an emotional mess. I grew up in a really small country town in central New South Wales and not really, If you, it's the kind of place that if you don't have a outlet, um, you can very quickly get steered into the wrong direction. And for me, I kind of shut off myself from doing anything that I really loved and which was, which has always been singing and I hadn't been doing it for a few years. And so I got really caught up in the party scene also, and just kind of in an empty space. And where I grew up in Kara, um, we had lost a few friends to suicide and drink driving. And it was kind of not really taught of how to deal with those emotions, and because everybody's mourning, so I kind of got lost in not really knowing how to process that feeling, and kind of pushed it aside to think, okay, well, everyone's dealing with this loss, also, but so kind, of, and but everyone's kind of getting on with their life, so I should probably get on with my life too, and yeah, until I hit rock bottom and moved to, and ended up making the decision to move away and it was the scariest decision. I was only 17 years old when I made the move to Sortel and which is 10 hours North from where my family grew up and I was going to be moving away from all of them. And it was really, really, I remember it just being just heartbreaking for my family to, to see me go, but it was the best decision that I And they could have ever made for me because it led me to Barney and it led me to a whole new way of life, a whole new way of thinking. And yeah, I'm just so grateful for that.
0: So, you guys came together when you were both in dark times of your life. And there's a lot of spiritual people that talk about, you know, you've got to love yourself first before you meet your soulmate. But for you guys, that wasn't the case, was it? Well, yes and no. I think meeting each other gave
2: us permission to then start looking within ourselves as well. Well, I've definitely, from writing our book recently, there was a lot of self-reflection in that. And I was able to see that for a long time, I was searching for this feeling and that feeling that I would get from drinking and all that. It was, I was constantly chasing this High and this feeling of just feeling good and feeling feeling kind of like a a fake love, I guess. And meeting Barney, I in the beginning it was very much I was very caught up in the relationship and um, how it made me feel. But then all of a sudden switched, and I realised that the love that I was looking for was actually from myself. And same with Barney, it was we gave each other permission to to do that. I guess.
1: Yeah. And then I think we had from that point onwards when we first met, we actually had both had a purpose. And and my purpose that came out of this whole story was after the accident in 99, I'd always had a dream that I wanted to walk again because I'd always been told I would never walk again, I would never move my right arm, and I would definitely um, never be able to breathe by myself. Like I'd be on a ventilator for the rest of my life. So. As I chipped away at those goals in the early days, that was where I sort of started. It was like having self-love and and knowing that I can do this sort of thing. But once I got on the spiral, it it sort of started going down, and and it was just like Kate said that it, you're just searching for this high that you get from the alcohol and the and that. But once we, as I said, once we came together, my whole purpose was. To, uh, like be more active and be and walk again. And, and, and so now I, my whole goal to walk again is for Kate. And then as I've moved along with that goal, it's now both our goal, but it also gives me permission to know what I want in life and that it's up to me now.
0: Mm, purpose is so important, isn't it? When you've got that goal it, as an individual and also in a relationship, it's so important. So how do you guys make sure that you stay on your path and on your purpose within your own goals, but also together? We've been lucky actually that
2: pretty much ever since we first met, we've been very open to talk about our dreams and our goals. And in the very beginning, it was More we would talk about it as kind of like a joke. And then when something would happen, we're like, oh, that was cool. And then it kept happening over and over and over again. And that's when we started learning about manifesting and putting out the intentions and the law of attraction. And we started realizing that things, nothing in life is random. And I think once we started to realize that our thoughts help create our world and just what we put out we attract back in i think it became a lot easier for us to stick to the things because we we're like well if we're going to be creating something we might as well be creating something that we want and a life that we want and definitely we have hard times it, it's not always easy and some and definitely those things that you really want the most we're still it's still a daily struggle struggle every day to go well how do we actually make that happen and and come into, into fruitation, But I think we just love each other so much and we support each other's dreams that it just.
1: Yeah. We definitely yeah. feed off each other. Like yeah. some days usually if one of us is down, one of us is up. So the person that's up will help bring the person that's down up and, and works in both ways. Like it, it sort of, we even out each other in, in our emotions and in our, our goal intentions and stuff like that. So Yeah, we're definitely very lucky and I'm lucky to have her in my life for sure.
0: You're worthy. You're worthy of each other. You know, like you said, like you guys manifested each other because you're worthy of it. You know, I loved reading your story and watching the documentary which you guys have created and seeing the unconditional love that you two have for each other is so beautiful and inspiring. And you can really feel that you two are on the same team and you two support each other and you support your individual goals and then your goals as a couple. And it's so inspiring because I don't know about you, but I see a lot of relationships that it's almost like they're not on the same team and they keep tit for tat you know well I did this so you should do that and they forget that they are batting for the same side have you guys noticed that in different people
2: yeah
1: definitely
0: definitely where um we
2: actually have that conversation a fair bit just about well, actually when when we do our gratitude in the mornings every day that's one of the first things that we just are so grateful for that we are in a relationship that is so supportive and we can put out any goal, like, no, it doesn't matter how big it is or how crazy it sounds to the rest of the world, to each other. It's always, okay, I've got your back. And it's, yeah, I'm just so happy that I found someone that I can just vibe with like that. And I'm like also just, because usually it's in the, in the normal relationship, I guess someone has to sacrifice their dreams in order to make the other ones work but in our case we don't need to compromise because we can we can do it together and we we know that our strength lies within being together so we make that our number one priority and then everything else kind of falls into place and if an opportunity comes up that they just they just want Barney or they just want me or depending on what the situation is but if it comes to one of us having to sacrifice something that we really need to do, we look at it, evaluate whether it's worth it or not and always make sure that we stay true to us as a couple and um, and our needs as a couple.
1: And it, Yeah, I guess it's either both or none. Yeah. <laughs> That's just sort of what we say.
2: Yeah, and we've just been so grateful that along the way with doing our film and doing the book, we've created and worked with a team of people that really support us as a couple first before seeing the business side of it. And I think that's what makes it work and what's made it so special because we create a family around us that understand that our priorities lie within each other. And even with my music when I've put I've put things out there being like, I need to be a part of a label or a part of a producing team that understands that things come up, and that Barney and his therapy is also a massive part of my life, and even like accessibility or something like we just make sure that it always works. And um, yeah, we've just been very, very lucky that we've found the right people and attracted those right people into our lives to make those things happen.
0: Yeah, I I totally agree. A lot of the stuff that I talk about in my book, Open Wide, is about that support and challenge in a relationship. And I love what you said, Barney, about there being that support you know when one person is down and maybe the other one's a bit more up and maybe they're not a lot up but maybe they're just like a centimeter more up it's it's that person's role to you know help lift that other person up and that's the role that Nick and I play for each other and as you guys know you know Nick was going through a really hard time last year and it was my role to be his rock to be his support and to hold space for him because there's been you know times Four years ago, when my best friend passed away, where he did that for me. And that's what being in a partnership and a team is about. I think a lot of people forget that. I think when the times get tough and challenging, you know, our inner critic says, Oh God, you know, the grass is greener. Like, you know, let's just leave. You know, it shouldn't be this hard. But it's through these challenges that we grow, not only grow as a person, but we grow as a unit. And that's something that has really been powerful for Nick and I to, to live and remember is like when we go through these challenging times, there's always growth on the other side and it's only going to make us stronger. And what we went through last year has just taken us to a level of love and a depth of Unconditional support that I didn't know existed. And so we need to change the way that we look at these challenging times and use them as opportunities for growth because it's only going to make us stronger within ourselves and within our partnership.
2: Yes, yes, definitely. I actually went through a similar thing as Nick last year as well. It was a pretty hard year for me also. I all of a sudden started having panic attacks. And it all started when Bunny a few years ago, um, nearly died from a kidney infection. He had a bladder stone the size of a golf ball in his bladder and his blood pressure was all over the place and they, they couldn't control it. And for the first time, I felt this fear of losing him like I'd never felt before. And I'm one to always be very positive and find the silver lining in everything, and all of a sudden I couldn't find it And because usually he's my emotional rock through anything and I needed to be that for him. And so I kind of put everything, all of my everything that I had pretty much into being there for him and holding space for him to to heal and, and just pull through. And I think I almost gave him like literally everything that after it I started having these panic attacks in the middle of the night where I would just freak out thinking and touch his belly to make sure he was breathing and this was going on for months and I had this massive fear of him dying or me losing him and feeling like I had nothing and then all of a sudden one day it switched and I started having fear of me dying and it just started this whole massive cycle of just nothing I'd ever experienced before. And I'd never been in a space of anxiety or before that, like I honestly didn't understand what it actually anxiety actually was. And to see how quickly it can evolve into physical symptoms was mind blowing to me. But it was also comforting in a way to then be able to observe it and be like okay I've just created this in my head so quickly that I can also get rid of it at just as quick so I had to lean on him a lot through it and it was definitely hard to then because there'd be times where he'd be like look around like just like you would you would say to Nick as well like look around look at what the life we have created Look at all the amazing things that's coming our way. and it, it is you almost have to kind of step out of your body and just look at all of the amazing things and go back to finding, finding that gratitude. and um, yeah, it's, it was definitely hard, but like he said as well, it's brought us together so much stronger.
0: Mm, Yeah, it's in those opportunities that we just grow so much.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I guess as back in when I was in that going through that kidney infection, and I was really scared. Like, I that's probably the most scared I've been. Like, I'm I consider myself bulletproof (laughs) nearly, and going through that time and feeling what was going on and knowing that my body wasn't going good, I had to put on such a bright like I had to almost fake that everything was going to be all right even though I didn't think it was going to be all right because I just had to be that stable person for Kate because I could see Kate starting to slide and sort of start to sort of take on a lot of sca- like yeah, a- anxiousness and scaredness just from me being in this situation so I yeah I just had to push through that and I think that's what helped me like Kate definitely helped me because it's still that fake it till you make it sort of, <laughs> sort of scenario where I just had to fake that I was fine, I was going to be good. And then I'm just lucky enough that my body just followed that whole thing and we could go through that. But then after, yeah, going through it with Kate and just sort of just reassurance, I think the reassurance is a massive thing to be able to tell your partner that that everything is going to be okay. And and as Kate, Kate has said before, it's um, look what we have. And, yeah, we're just so lucky and so grateful to be in the position that we are
2: yeah and I definitely think that once we started practicing the gratitude and just making that a priority in our life every day to even it started with three things and then it went to five things and now like bunny like okay stop now you're going on and on on. we've we've, we've
1: been talking now for 45 (laughs) minutes but (laughs) Um, but
2: it's it's amazing how that just totally switches your whole mindset and your whole perspective on life and you realize that life your life experience really is about your perspective and one day the the fog lifted and I woke up and it was gone and like I didn't believe before that it could be that simple or that that quick but I guess from just finding that gratitude and everything and just knowing that and trusting that every moment is how it is meant to be and just surrendering to that, it totally changed everything. And yeah.
0: And you guys have been through such huge things, such huge things that most people haven't been through. And if Even you guys can find the gratitude. Like, seriously, we all need to dig a little deeper. I think it's very easy for us to get so caught up in the fear and what we don't have. But, like, I I look at you guys and I'm like, look at what you've been through. Like, look at what you've been through emotionally, physically everything and you still seem to find the gratitude like to me guys that is just so inspiring and as you know I you know was watching your documentary just wailing like a baby like I was bawling my eyes out like so many times because I just want everyone to really hear what you guys are saying like even through the darkest and hardest adversity of being put in a wheelchair and going through what you went through, Barney, emotionally, physically, being told you'll never walk again and addiction and things like that and you guys have still come out the other side and you still manage to find 45 minutes worth of things to be grateful for. Like, you know, like it's so inspiring. It's so inspiring and I just am so grateful That you guys have done the work, and you're here to share this story, and you're such powerful manifestors. So I would love to hear, you know, what are some of the amazing things that you have manifested?
2: (laughs) (laughs) This is my favorite thing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, When we first started, like it was just little things, and like okay, one of the one of the big things for me was in 2012 we went to a Lakers game in America. And we sat down ready for the game and a singer came out and sang their national anthem. And I was just so in awe by it. And their anthem is so powerful and um, just so beautiful. And I, I said to Barney, I'm going to do that. I'm going to sing the American national anthem at a, at a major game and kind of just said it, let it go didn't think about it but in that moment I was like really feeling it being like it would be so amazing two weeks later I got asked to sing the national anthem at a major league baseball game in San Diego and I looked at Barney and he goes are you kidding me and I was like I don't know how I made it happen like I don't know what I was doing (laughs) and it was that was one of the most amazing things that um i've ever done especially in my career to sing well for starters to be australian and singing the us anthem was pretty awesome (laughs) um but just like little things like that and then to another point i had a moment where we were going to the x games to watch a friend um compete and i was like okay our friend Corey." he is a BMX rider. And I was like, okay, he's, he rides for Red Bull. He's friends with Kerry Hart. Pink's going to be there. (laughs) And I went through this like whole scenario. I'm like, I'm going to meet Pink today. And like fully played it out in my head. And I was talking to Barney and we're laughing about it. We got there. I didn't meet Pink. And I was like, oh, okay, well that was my chance. It's gone. That's fine. Whatever. And then a week later, I think it was, we went to a friend's movie premiere, um, surf movie premiere in Huntington, and she was there and I got to meet her. <laughs> oh, awesome. So sometimes it never happens the way you actually think it's going to happen, but sometimes it works out even better. And they're just like little like silly things that we've put out there, but so many times like even actually manifesting being on this show with you right now. <laughs> From the moment that we did the did the film actually, and we we're like, "Hey, who are people that we'd like to have watched the film, be interviewed by?" And you were definitely one of them because we would listen to your podcast all the time. And then, and then Ellen's the next one. So <laughs> anyone out there
1: <laughs> awesome. that
2: can pass it on to Ellen, <laughs> um, yeah. So, but, but yeah, thank but, you, yeah, for but, having us.
1: <laughs> but, but yeah, no, definitely, it's uh, the the whole manifestation is such a a big thing. Like one of the biggest ones that I think that's happened for me was, um, I was two actually, it was in the whole process of asking Kate to marry me and then also the wedding. So I I knew Kate was going to sing the national anthem at the major league baseball game. And I really wanted to, I thought that would be the perfect night to to propose. So I got it organized and, and I knew I, and I'd always told Kate, Kate, that, um, I don't want to get engaged until I can get down on one knee. And she goes, Oh, well, come on. Well, let's go there. Like she's like trying to push me and stuff like that. And I said, it'll happen. It'll happen. Don't worry. And trying to send me these ring ideas and all that sort of thing. And, and I was just like, no, nah, I'm not going to do it until I'm re- like can get down on one knee. So we, I knew that night was going to be the night and we were lucky enough to one of the ladies at... um, gg at project walk was i told her she was the only person that i told i didn't tell anyone but her that i was gonna ask kate to marry me and so she's like okay let's get it all sorted so i got the ring sent to her and and they got to that and then we were just we, we were always going to practice just getting down on one knee and but it never happened like because we kate was always at my um training so i couldn't even practice it because it had just give away the whole thing so I just threw it out there. I said, I'm going to just kneel down on that night and then just make it happen. And then didn't even think about it. And then that night came and we're like, okay, look, it's showtime. Um, I got one of the trainers and, and another trainer to help me. And I'm like, okay, she's gone around the corner. Let's just do this. And so I got down on one knee and then, uh, Gigi organized this red carpet and this, and these pedals and stuff. And then she ran around the corner to, to get, uh, to get cater. And, she said, "Oh, quick, Barney, need your help!" And she came around this corner, and he was eye on on one knee at the end of the carpet, and yeah,
2: I was a mess. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. We both were a mess, and then, but yeah, just I think yeah, it's it's not str- it, I guess not strangling that goal that you have in life, like the goal that you want to manifest, is the most important part. Like I think a lot of people just have this thing, and then they just yeah. As a, strangle it and, and I think and then they, they get di- yeah then it uh, yeah and they just get so discouraged by the whole manifestation thing because it does something doesn't happen and and I think that's what we're just trying to to say that you don't have to like you don't have to think about it every minute of the day and that it works and that it's, but it's so hard to get it sort of people to understand that it's it's e- way easier than you think and the universe looks after us. Like mm-hmm. the universe w- is looking after us and we'll – And, and we, you, just yeah, we
2: just have to trust.
1: Yeah, we just have to trust.
2: Because that's one thing I've definitely noticed. When, when it started to become a pattern and things would just happen after I would just randomly say something, I was like, okay, well, what is the trick to this? And I realized that it was things that I'd say in such a – like almost in like a childlike way of just imagining it. And I would say it, feel it, and then let it go and not think about it again. And they were the things that I would manifest into my life versus the ones that I would be like constantly over and over again, just being like, I don't know if I manifested that hard enough. I don't know if I like said it in the right context. I don't know if I was specific enough. And when you start stressing about it, the universe – gets that stress as well and it almost hears it as like yeah like Bonnie said you strangle it and it kind of doesn't mean that it's gone it just means that it's kind of like it's stuck <laughs> so you just have to just let it go and trust that it will happen when it's meant to happen and if it's meant to be it, it will be.
0: Exactly I see a lot of people try and to- Strangle their goals and their what they want to manifest in their life. And I absolutely agree. You've got to feel it and then let it go. You've got to feel it and then let go of the attachment to the outcome or let go of the attachment of how it's going to show up and just keep feeling it and then let go of all of the attachments. And I just wanted to say as well, that scene in the documentary where Kate comes around the corner. And you're on your knee, I was a freaking mess, guys. Like, I was like, oh my god, like bawling my eyes out. And Nick's like holding me, and he's like, baby, baby, it's okay. And I was like, oh my god. I was just a mess. And I've got goosebumps even just thinking back to it. But it was so beautiful. And and I just loved that scene so much. And there's another scene that I just loved and erupted in in and that was at the wedding so Barney I know you had another goal with the wedding so can you tell us about that
1: yeah for sure so so we got engaged and then we're like okay so what's next and uh I said well I want to dance at the wedding so I get I said all right we're not being a bit like it was a bit it it may sound a bit harsh but I said I said all right we're engaged that's it I got give me what you wanted yeah you got what you wanted (laughs) Give me, how many years was it? It was three I said, give me three years and I want to dance. And she's like, oh, okay. Like (laughs) she, she's like, all right, I agree. Okay. I said, I want to dance. So that's my, that's my thing. If you could just please let me. uh, He's
2: like, you can plan anything else you want.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I just want that part. (laughs) Yeah. And
2: I'm like, (laughs) okay, okay. Three (laughs) years.
1: And so I guess I just, yeah, that was, that's what the massive thing I threw out and. I just worked, worked my butt off and, but didn't, didn't get caught up in it. Like, didn't stress, didn't sort of just let it go again and just sort of said, it's, I I can, I know I can do this and I've just got to stay on track. Just do what I'm doing. Like, just train my four days a week and. And something will happen. And at that point, was, um, I was re- going really strong. And, and I was like, okay, so I can, I can stand for sort of small periods of time. And then, but then we got to probably three, two six. months. No, was it six weeks out? Yeah, or six months out. Six months. It was six months out. And then that's when I got the, the chronic um, uh, bladder stone, the size of a golf ball and kidney infection and I was and that just took me downhill and that took me far like when I tried when I came when I came out the other side of that and even though I still wasn't a hundred percent my body had just reset back to not back to normal, like back to being in the chair I couldn't stand I couldn't um do I couldn't do anything like I had so much trouble even just sort of getting to my my feet and sitting up properly and and that was just one thing that just, I was just like oh, I don't know what to do. I just had to forget about it. I just had to go, don't don't let this get in the way of what you want to happen at the wedding. So I just did. I just sort of went, went on and then all of a sudden after probably as we got closer to the wedding, my body just switched back on again. And it, we got to the day and it, I hadn't actually... I hadn't really stood in grass that much, and the area that we were going to do this dance at was this uneven, soft grass. It's uh, soft grass. I'd never. Yeah,
2: we didn't even really think about that. Yeah, we d- were like, oh, okay, he he can stand.
1: <laughs> yeah, but
2: yeah, yeah, not even really thinking about the surfaces of where he stood or.
1: Or really, I hadn't or, even really, and I had these sort of uh, these sort of dress shoes as well, which which are comfy but they're not the most athletic to be able to do what you want to do. And so okay, I was like, okay, well, no, nah, it, it's, it's fine. I've got this. I've got this. So that day it came and Kate was in her high heels and um, in her dress. And
2: No, actually I t- decided oh, to take so. them off too. for the dance because I was like, we, I need to be stable. Yeah, that's <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, yeah, we could have. Yeah. But, but her dress was so like – uh, yeah, it was slippery, but it was sick. so detailed and so like uh, fragile, and so I was like, "I have to, I have to do this myself because if I grab her dress in a weird way, I'm either going to break a strap or I'm going to rip it or, off. Rip it off, <laughs> like I was like, "Oh, how far out?" But no, so yeah, it, it uh, it really made me just believe in the power that the universe is looking after me. And just let go, and it turned out to be the most amazing night of the light of our life, and uh, yeah, and you just have to watch a documentary to see the end, I guess. <laughs> but <laughs> it
2: was, it was seriously like magic was in the air that night. It was um, so incredible. For, for for starters, Barney hadn't stood for that long a period. We we danced to "Pure Imagination" from Willy Wonka. Um, cuz that is that was the theme of our wedding and just the lyrics of that that song is all about just living in a world of imagination and um, yeah and that's but the song because it's from the film it's really long so it was like 5 minutes or something <laughs> and bunny hadn't really stood for that long a time since he got sick And also, since um, he hadn't stood for that long a time without a safety net around him either, so like I was pretty much the safety net, but he didn't have something to fall back on if he if his legs gave out or
1: I was ending up on the grass. Or we were both. We both
2: just said to each other before we went out there, we're like, "Okay, if you go down, we go down together." (laughs) And. Everyone will be cheering and we're around all our loved ones. So it's going to be okay no matter what. But I think that Barney had put that kind of sometimes he's like works a lot better under pressure of where he's he knows that he's dependent on because he knew that this part was going to be the big part of our entire film. So <laughs> I think in some ways, knowing that in the back of his mind, he knew that he had it. And he knew that it was going to work out and it was just so amazing. And it was the first time as well since his accident to be able to dance with all of our loved ones and to see his dad dancing next to us was amazing. And he like just the, the just everyone who knew him before the accident to now seeing that progress and that journey that he's been on. And it was a night of celebration that mu- it was much more than just a dance for us. It was this is what we have been working and why we have been away so much and everything that like it all just accumulated to that moment and it was just perfect. <laughs> mm.
0: Again, that scene was just Eruptions in our house. Like, even Nick had tears, and I was just like, oh my, you know, the ugly wailing cry. I was doing that. No joke. (laughs) But take us back, both of you, in that moment. What was going through your mind when you were standing there in each other's arms? Like, what were you feeling? What was going through your mind? Take us back to that moment.
2: I think we felt just nothing but love. It was just a pure love and just like nothing else in the world mattered except for that moment and it was a moment that we had worked for for so long and talked about for so long and we'd been together for 8 years at that point and so that was 8 years of planning and dreaming and to actually be living in that moment was like it's it's amazing and a moment that you yeah like I'll never ever take that moment for granted because it was so special and so powerful and just meant so much to us on every level.
1: Yeah, I guess, I think you know how you see. I think it's on yeah, it'd be on movies or even something where there's two people together and there and then the whole surrounding just turns into like a. like almost like a tornado sort of thing so you're the only thing that's there and nothing is around you that's exactly what it felt like
0: that is so beautiful and i just love how powerful is the mind seriously like barney you are my hero you are my hero and you too kate you are both my heroes like The power of the mind, when you have a goal, a purpose, a mission, a vision, and that is bigger than yourself, that is bigger than your challenge, that is bigger than your suffering, that is bigger than your adversity, that's when you will achieve it. But so many people let the challenge take over their vision and that's why they don't manifest or achieve what it is that they want to achieve. And I just want to acknowledge you both for having these beautiful visions and just going after them, unwaveringly just going for it because it's so inspiring and I just wanted to remind everyone that the mind is so powerful. What we set ourselves up to achieve, we can achieve if we believe it. And you are proof of that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's it. Yeah. We, we don't believe, we don't achieve.
2: The most amazing part of Barney's whole journey and his whole story is that he was literally paralyzed for 10 years. Like he had, when we first met, he, it was seven or eight, he was on the eight year mark, I think. And he, I don't even no like thinking back of how we even managed to get around we just made it work but he definitely could not stand and that's how we transfer now and it's made our life so much easier and um, a lot more independent but before that we had to depend on other people to be around us all the time so I think that was like a first goal that we that was the first goal that we set for ourselves was for me to be able to transfer him so in order for that to happen he had to start Taking a lot more of the weight and pushing himself to try to see how far he can actually push himself. And just for the, just simply because we wanted to be able to not have a chaperone with us. (laughs) We wanted to be, we were just a brand new couple. We wanted to be able to go places by ourselves like a normal couple. And then to go from that to then him standing for the first time a few years later to then him being able to stand by himself to now he's taking assisted steps. But for having that 10-year gap where he really couldn't lift his arms above his chest without losing balance, he could hardly push himself in his chair and he definitely couldn't control his legs in any way at all. He couldn't even move them. And like watching that whole process – it's almost as if, and I would joke to him all the time. and like when he started to get little bits of movement to what we would all think is not a big deal, but to him, it was significant for him to be able to flex his glute muscle or do a like tiny little squat or just like just simple little things, even kicking his leg was massive. And to see that, um, I would always joke and say, it's like the universe is really testing you to say, how much do you really want this? And how much do you deserve this? And it's like his body was asleep yeah. just for 10 years. And now it's just woken up. And now it's like kind of like that when a dormant volcano has just been sitting there waiting to erupt. And now he's erupting, but it's still uncontrollable and like not quite in sync yet so his body sometimes he'll send a message to be like okay i want to move this leg but he'll move the opposite leg and so it's just the messages are getting a little bit tangled up but to see his mri he had an mri how long ago was that like a couple of years ago
1: oh maybe yeah two years ago
2: yeah and it still showed the same thing that the spinal cord was still crushed in that spot and the,
1: it goes. It goes really
2: dark in the spot of his um, of his injury in the C C six area, and but for that to see that, I think it was like that pretty was, awesome. That was the,
1: that was the that was a real sort of turning point for me because seeing looking at the MRI and seeing yeah seeing it's like it's exactly the same. So, but I'm getting better. What's What's happening here there's obviously well, the messages are getting around somehow so I didn't know that was just definitely the a, a point in my head that really flipped, like clicked and I was like okay well let's it's go time like it's, it, we can just keep going and going there's nothing stopping me from getting back on my feet being uh, full-time walking, full time uh, walking like surfing standing up again like just being and then and A massive goal is to be an active dad, so a more active dad which is which is just yeah what has been in my head for since that day of seeing that uh, MRI
0: yeah oh, you'll do it for sure. you will do it, and so exciting it's so exciting and I'm just so proud of you for not buying into that MRI as well, because you could have easily gone back down the, oh, well.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: But you were like, no, I'm going to do this and and I'm going to use my mind. And I'm like, the possibilities are infinite. And we often just take for granted the simple things like walking. And you are just testament to this power of the mind. And I'm just, I'm so, I'm so grateful to have met you and to have, you know, both of you and to be having this conversation. And I'm just in awe of your commitment to your visions and your goals. And it's so inspiring. And I cannot wait to celebrate with you guys, you know, on the next little milestone. I would love to hear now, you know, what are your, we've spoken about a couple of things, you know, being on the same team, support. What are your top five tips for making a relationship work?
2: Communication is a
0: huge thing.
1: Believing in the other person and listening to the other person's goals and making sure that it's not a one-way, runway street, I guess.
2: Yeah, and making sure that, um, yeah, making sure those goals are heard and not, um, no matter how crazy it seems, like, I hear sometimes people saying that like their goal and the other, the partner putting them down for or saying, Oh, like that, that's silly. Or like, oh, how would you ever do that? Whereas I'm like, well, how not? Like, why not? Why couldn't they be the person that does that? And for us, like we're definitely people that will always be like, okay, if it hasn't been done, then someone's going to be the first one to do it. So why can't it be us to do it? <laughs> and Um, so yeah, I think those are the the huge big things, but actually a huge thing that I learned from your book from Mastering Your Mean Girl was, um, living from a place of love and not fear. And that has become a huge part of our lives of constantly checking in with each other to go, okay, if we're having a fight or a disagreement about something or, we're tired or whatever, we have to just think back and be like, okay, am I angry at him or is he angry at me because what's going on inside of us? And I think we're constantly checking in with ourselves to make sure that we're out, where are we living from?
0: Mm, I love that. That is um, something that I wanted to ask you guys about. You know, it's really important that we are checking in and we're making sure that we're doing the work on ourselves so that we can show up to the world and show up to our partner is the best version of ourselves. So how do you guys individually make sure you are doing the work on yourselves? Like, do you have, you know, meditation practices or, you know, how do you hold yourselves accountable so that you can be the best version of yourself?
2: I definitely realized when I was going through all my um, anxiety and my panic attacks, I realized that it was a time when I wasn't really practicing self-love a lot and I was putting everything, all my eggs into Barney's health and I would research all these different health remedies, holistic healers. Um, We would just, I became obsessed with learning about anything to improve the human mind body and soul but I wasn't actually practicing any of them I was using them to help Barney (laughs) and that's when all my anxiety started happening and I realized that it really took for me to be hitting like chronic fatigue to go okay I really need to take care of myself because if I'm not taking care of myself then I'm not taking care of Barney. I'm not showing up for Barney. Our relationship's suffering. And I think I needed to go through that to really appreciate and really know that it is okay and it's actually not selfish to take time for myself to do things. And it's I see it with friends who are mums as well. And I've realized as well as we move forward to then wanting to become parents ourselves, if I don't learn how to do this now, then. I won't know how to do it in the future. And um, yeah, so I think definitely just constantly just allowing ourselves and knowing that we're worthy of that time and we're deserving of that time for ourselves to do whatever it is that we love to do. And for me, it's to sing and to write. And I've um, started a whole new. Program in that, and I started working with a new producer recently when we were just in the states, and just totally did a complete overhaul in my whole music and my whole take of how I make music, and it has totally transformed into something that empowers me, but then can also empower others to to self love and to live from a place of love and to accept people and which makes it something that I'm even more proud of, rather than just singing, just because I simply can sing. And yeah, so that's that's just something that I do. <laughs> and for Barney, I guess it's surfing.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. You like. <clears throat> just, um, just yeah, just having that, as as Kaita said, just a, your own thing that you can do to recharge, so you can be the best human and the best support possible for for the, your other half i guess you. and um but yes but we we definitely what well, one thing that we really just sort of started doing probably about six months ago would have been we we started uh, if you've seen the uh the, or the, from the author will bowen the um he did a complaint a, compla- a complaint free world and he's got this pro- prosperity prayer that we say every morning and um and it's amazing how it can just turn anything around like yeah,
2: it's just a really empowering way of just saying that pretty much just confirming that i'm worthy of all of the success that comes my way and my like honoring our uniqueness and honoring our talents and what we have to offer to the world and that it everything has its place and um we started saying it just to see how it would go, and then we started saying it more, and amazing new opportunities start to come our way. And since we've been saying it, like we've, it's been pretty amazing. Actually, Bunny would say it before yeah. he um, paddled out yeah. for his surf comp.
1: Yeah, every heat, every, every heat, hate.
2: and ended up coming home a world champion. <laughs> so, so it's yeah, just like yeah, manifesting. Um, and setting out those intentions.
0: Can you tell us the prayer?
1: Okay, it says, I am the source of all wealth. I am rich with creative ideas. My mind abounds with new original inspired thoughts. What I have to offer is unique and the world desires it. My value is beyond reckoning. What the world needs and desires, I'm ready to produce and give. What the world needs and desires, I recognize and fulfill. The bounty of my mind is without hindrance or limit. Nothing can stand in the way of my inspired creativeness. The overflowing power of God-life energy overcomes every obstacle and pours out into the world, blessing and prospering everyone and everything through me. I radiate blessings. I radiate creativity. I radiate prosperity. I radiate loving service. I radiate joy, beauty, peace, wisdom, and power. Humanity seeks me and rewards me. I am beloved of the world. I am wanted wherever I go. I am appreciated. What I have to offer is greatly desired. What I have to offer brings a rich reward. Through my vision, the world is blessed. Through my clear thinking and steadfast purpose, wonderful new values come into expression. My vision is of the vision of the mighty ones. My faith is of the faith of the undefeatable. My power to accomplish is unlimited. I, in my uttermost God source, am all wealth, all power, all productivity. I hereby declare my financial freedom now and henceforth forever.
0: Oh, that is beautiful. We can link to that in the show notes because I'm sure lots of people will be printing that off and framing it and sticking it beside their bed so they can read that first thing in the morning. It's beautiful.
1: Yeah. yeah, and then we add we add something sort of different at the end of it, like yeah,
0: uh, every day we will add something like, and I welcome an abundance
2: of health, happiness, and yeah, just yeah, we just yeah. make something yeah. up, a yeah.
0: <laughs> bit <of> ad lib. Yeah. <laughs> oh, guys, that's so beautiful. I've got a couple more questions for you. I would love to hear what is something that's bringing you the most joy in your life right now? Is there one thing that's just, I mean, there's probably a million things, but anything, what's the first thing that comes to your mind?
2: Our dog, Nitro. <laughs> 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 yeah, we, dog. Are, we are massive dog people.
1: Dogs in general, yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cute. I think... Dogs bring people together. When you, whenever you see a dog, like it always sparks up a new conversation yeah. <laughs> with and, a new person.
1: And people, people, oh, us, the, as a, the human race, could learn a lot from dogs. Like they're
2: just they're, they're present. They love. unconditional love.
1: Yeah, the, all, and, all they think about is just yeah, um, looking after their owner and just being.
2: And food, and food, yeah, <laughs>
1: maybe, yeah, but, yeah, but it's um, yeah, I'll you'll if, if you're in a conversation with me and I see a dog like <laughs> within the vicinity, my you will notice that my whole attention will just leave that conversation <laughs> and go over towards the dog, and I might even just go and let, just walk away from the conversation about <laughs> the dog. So I'm very sorry if I've ever done that to you before, but um, it's yeah, you've got to understand.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're so sweet. That's very, very sweet. Yeah, we can learn a lot from them. They're very, very beautiful, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. So I'd love to hear now, what is something that you're each working on within yourself at the moment?
2: Um, I think I am working on finding balance between – I learned so much about I'm just – I'm just a sponge for knowledge when it comes to human potential and ways to help ourselves, organic living. Um, right now we've just started planting our veggie garden and I get very obsessed and very like I hone in and that's the only thing I think about. And then I get very overwhelmed. So for me, (laughs) I'm definitely learning on finding that balance between doing something with intention and purpose, but also knowing when to, when it's time to put it to rest for a little bit and switch off.
1: I guess I'm working on so for all these years, I've just been working so hard physically and thing and like uh, yeah, and mentally as well. But I really want to. I've got to be more present. I think I have to be really more present because I'm constantly thinking about. Uh, like other things to do whilst training and stuff like that that my presentness and yeah i i really need
2: actually yeah
1: yeah yeah definitely just sort of be in the now and not not get too overwhelmed or anything by the future and just stay in the present and enjoy the present it's um
0: Yeah. yeah
1: definitely something that i'm doing
0: yeah The present is in the presence, that's for sure.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I can definitely work on that as well. You know, always coming back to the present moment. That's where the magic happens. So thank you for the reminder. Now, I would love to hear, let's pretend that you guys have a magic wand and you could put one book in the school curriculum of every high school around the world. Now, let's presume your book and the documentary are already in the curriculum because they absolutely need to be. You know, we already have said that we want Leo to watch your documentary because it's just so inspiring. And we've told so many people about it. We're like, have you seen this? Have you seen this? You need to watch this. You need to watch this. Maybe we should be your publicists because we've been like pimping it out to everyone. But I would love to hear, you know, if there's one book, one book each. Besides yours, what would you put in the school curriculum? One. Um, <laughs> okay, one. <laughs> I know.
1: I think I would have to say one thing that uh, uh, would be the biology belief by Bruce Lipton.
0: Oh, yeah. Have you listened to my episode with him? Yeah.
1: Yes, yes. We, we love him. We, uh, I, I listen to a po- like either a podcast or a recording of something of him every day.
0: Oh, he is amazing! And you know what? Such a beautiful human being, so generous, so loving, like before and after we recorded, he was just so caring and so kind and so beautiful, and just made me fall even more in love with him. I was like, "I love you, Bruce. you're the best, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah that's awesome, yeah, I definitely <laughs> he's been yes. a massive thing with me,
2: um for me. I'm not sucking up or anything, but (laughs) mastering your mean girl should be on the top of the list for every teenage girl or any girl in general. But for I've been reading it, and even it's just so reassuring of so many things that, and I relate to it in so many ways, and I know that so many girls relate to it, and it's like you've done a masterpiece (laughs) in in really articulating the life of a girl and um, being those voices in our head that tell us we're not worthy. We're not beautiful enough. We're not, we're not enough. And that is one thing that I know that for me growing up, um, I definitely, we're not taught self-love. We're not taught how to deal with those feelings and those emotions and those voices that pop into our head. And When, as I've been reading, I'm like, oh, if I read this at this age, I know that something would have struck a chord with me. (laughs) And so, yeah, I, yeah, I commend you so much for writing this and thank you so much for writing this. I've I've given it to my 15-year-old sister and I want to give it to my mum and my, so many of my other friends as well to, yeah, it's, yeah, thank you. And I can't wait to read Oprah next.
0: Oh thanks sweetie I'm so glad it resonated with you and it is my mission to get it in the school curriculum so watch this space it will happen
1: Awesome awesome but yeah we that's one thing that we've been doing sort of over the last 12 months we've been going into schools and actually talking and um and taking the movie through schools so we just yeah get our school groups we show them the movie and then we come in after for like a it turns into sort of a discussion more than anything. We, we love just to do q and A, um, and they can then ask what they want, and they can get out of it what they want instead of us just coming in and doing a presentation and being structured and like that. They are um, like every day, so we come in and after the movie, and it's been so rewarding to hear the thoughts and the the pat the students telling us. But just even watching that movie and then keeping up to date with them, like writing to us down the track saying this. So that's one thing we just want to do more is just get out to schools and, and yeah, just put and, and do all this stuff and because they're the future and they are definitely where the world needs to concentrate on that age group as a, as a, as a high schools because, yeah, we definitely have a big change that we need to do in uh, in, human, in the human race for sure.
0: Absolutely. And how can we get you guys into the schools? You know, what's the best way? We can link to it in the show notes. Should we reach out to you guys via email or your publicist? Like if we want to book you to come to our kids' school, how can we do that?
1: Yeah, the best way would probably just be easiest to email. It's um Barney Miller17 at gmail dot com. And yeah, that's one thing. Um, yeah, we're so we're so passionate about.
2: Yeah, it's been so rewarding and then I've actually started adding on the end of it I perform at the end and I never ever thought that that is how my music, I would get my music out there more and all the, the road that I would take for it, but it has been so humbling and so just so rewarding to go back to grassroots and really build a solid foundation from the ground up and invite the students to come on the journey along with me and from them watching our film and getting to know us more on a personal level um it just gives them something more than just my music to attach to it they're seeing me for the person that I am and the message that we are putting out to the world of love and connection and because our film you and me is the the name is about human connections about you and me and we're in a world now that is so connected via social media and I love it so much because it's connected me with so many people that I never would have ever had the opportunity to to meet before but at the same time we've become very disconnected from having those honest raw conversations with people where we talk about our dreams and our goals or our struggles and I think that that message is so important to be relaying to the students especially growing up in this time with social media where they literally don't switch off from it They're, whereas I grew up and it was MSN messenger and that was like the, be- the peak the beginning of it and I remember even how much my moods changed in that time of constantly feeling like I was left out of like oh these girls have gone here or these girls have gone there and I can't imagine being a teenager in this time where, like, you literally get an alert every second. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so just really teaching them that it's it's okay to switch off. It's okay to be yourself. It's okay if something massive happens in your life. It's okay to feel the feelings that you're feeling and process them, and but you will get through it. You can always get through it, and you can always learn a lesson. And
1: don't be yeah. don't be afraid to tell people your goals. Like, because, because if if the friends and the people, one thing we say, the friends and the people that are in your life, and if they don't um, like appreciate or support any of the goals, no matter how crazy they sound, they.
2: They might um, not necessarily, they, yeah. Be they
1: might not be necessary in your it. life. Like it's yeah. so hard. Like we, we just say we've lost some. We haven't lost friends, but we've just sort of our
2: our friendship circles have definitely changed over the years yeah. because we've more gravitated towards people that are mi- like-minded and um, of the same beliefs as us and um, want the same kind of things out of life as us and not saying that we're not friends with the other people like we're still great friends with a lot of people but it just definitely like your friendship circles change and that's okay and yeah it's yeah it's been like it's I think it's been empowering for us even to be able to to make a positive change in these kids lives and have the opportunity to talk to them and just kind of be a guiding light for them to to show them that anything really is possible when you put your mind to it, and things get better, life gets better. We were in your position at one stage, and yeah, hopefully they can relate to that. And because even even with Barney having getting sick and having the kidney stones and the bladder stone, we we've talked about a lot of how in, we've found so much gratitude for that moment now because it steered us into a whole new realm of healing of realizing that we needed to take care of the body more than just physical. It was about nutrition on a nutrition level, on a spiritual level and our environment of what we surround ourselves with. And it kind of gave that, that took us to that next step of realizing and we started working with such an amazing team of, we have a nutritional biochemist and a naturopath and an integrative doctor and we've created this really cool team that we'd actually been searching the world for for so long and all along they'd lived up the road in Sortel. <laughs> and it's, yeah, it's amazing. Like it's just finding that, teaching them is also just to find that gratitude in absolutely everything that you do because there's always a silver lining.
0: Hmm. Well, you guys are beautiful role models for them. You know, you guys are beautiful, beautiful role models. And I'm just so grateful you're out there doing the work in the school. So we'll put the email address in the show notes so that if anyone does want to reach out and get you to come speak at their school, you can head to the show notes and grab Barney's email so that you guys can organize that. And um, speaking of gratitude, what is one thing that you're both recently grateful for? Just the first thing that comes to your mind? Health. And what about you, Barney?
1: Grateful for the people that are in our lives right now. Yeah. And you're included in that.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You guys have manifested a great team around you, which is awesome. Now I've got three little rapid fire questions for you and you can each just tell me your answer to this. But what is one of the most important things that we can do today for our health?
1: Listen to your body.
2: Yeah, that's what I was going to say.
0: Great minds think alike. (laughs) (laughs) What is one of the most important things that we can do for more wealth in our life?
1: Not worry about money.
0: Trust. Just trust in that everything will work out.
1: I feel like I'm in a game show. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm I'm getting a bit competitive here. Sorry. (laughs) I'm getting a bit competitive. Uh, Sorry. Okay. I'll calm down. Calm down. All right.
0: Okay. And what is one of the most important things that we can do for more love in our life? From self-love.
2: Taking once you can take care of you
0: and fill up your cup and
2: know that just do things that bring you joy, then you have more love to be able to to give and attract.
1: Yeah. And get a dog. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Guys, is there anything else that you want to say or leave us with? Is there anything else that you want to put out there?
1: Thank you to all the Melissa Ambrosini's, the Bruce Liptons, the the Wayne Dyer's, the Louise Hayes, Louise Hayes, to that are that are making change in the world, and we um we th- yeah we thank you for changing our life, and and we hope. And we can't encourage people enough to look these people up and and learn.
0: Yeah. So beautiful. Now, I've got one last question for you both. What is something that I personally and the listeners can do to serve you guys today? How can we serve you? I guess just from helping us spread the word and um,
2: share our film and our book with everyone um just we yeah we just want to help create change in this world for positivity and love and spread the message of love and how powerful it is and just yeah just anything else
1: <laughs> no that's yeah <laughs> love love each other
2: yeah and just love and be kind to each other yeah yeah or we'll start a conversation with a stranger and learn their story it's that's my favorite thing to do is learn new people and learn their story of how of what makes them who they are
0: oh I love that beautiful be excellent to each other beautiful guys well I am so grateful for this conversation and I have loved learning your story both of you I've loved your book your documentary and just following your journey along on social media. And I want to acknowledge you for doing the work, for showing up, for being brave and courageous and bold, even when you feel shit scared, because I'm sure there are many times when you do, but you move through it. And that's what is so inspiring for me anyway. And I'm just so grateful that you know, our paths have crossed and that you are out there being leaders and being lights and sharing, just sharing who you truly are. And and that's it. That's, that is inspiring. You guys, guys don't need to do anything. Just who you are is inspiring. And I'm so grateful that you're doing the work in the schools because they need role models like you and I am just honoured that we got to have this conversation and I'm so proud of you guys and I love you both so dearly and I really want to encourage everyone to get your book, to watch the documentary, make sure you have lots of tissues because you will erupt like I did many times and reach out to Cater and Barney and and you know, go go get them to come speak at your school if you've got kids, and just help spread this message. I think it's really, really important. Like you said, Kater, for the younger generation, they just need it so much. So, from the bottom of my heart, I am so grateful for you two. And. For connecting. I'm so grateful that we've been connected and I just love and adore you. And I just am so happy that we got this conversation. Thank Thanks. you so much. Yeah. We are
2: equally just as honored to be part of this show and to have met you and to now to have a new friendship. I'm pretty excited.
0: <laughs> Us too. Don't you worry about that. And we can't wait to see you guys soon. So thank you so much for being here. Thank, thank you. you. how beautiful are they? Seriously, so inspiring. I loved this conversation so much. And if you did too, please subscribe and leave me a five-star review in iTunes or on your podcast app, because that means that we can spread their message and inspire even more people together. And don't forget to tell me on social media who you would like me to have on the show. And for everything that we mention in the podcast today, you can check out in the show notes and that is over at melissarambrosini.com forward slash 85 and you can check out all my other episodes there too. And just a reminder, you can now get my next book, Open Wide, A Radically Real Guide to Deep Love, Rocking Relationships and Soulful Sex. All you have to do is head to melissaambrosini.com forward slash open wide to get your copy today. And if you want to be the review of the week for next week, make sure you leave me a five-star review on iTunes. And before I go... I just wanted to say thank you so much for being here, for wanting to be the best version of yourself and for showing up today for you. You rock. Now, if there's someone in your life that you can think of that would really benefit from this episode please share it with them right now. Take a screenshot, share it on your social media, email it to them, text it to them, do whatever you have got to do to get this episode in their ears. And until next time, my darling, don't forget that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word.